ESPN. We have the best player. We have the best fans in the whole in the whole NBA in the whole world. Look around. Look around you. Look at this. We created this. This didn't exist before we were here. Look around at the square. I promise you right now. Hey Drake. I'm done. Let's go! All right, episode 36. Yeah. Guaranteed to be one of our biggest episodes of all time, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. He is Jeff, and of course, I am Mark. It's a moment that all of us have been waiting for. What's going on, buddy? June is here, summer is here. As you plan your summer 2019, you are going to have to start it off with the start of the 2019 NBA Finals. NBA Finals starts on Thursday, but we're coming to you a little bit early to give you a nice NBA Finals preview between the Golden State Warriors and the newly birthed Toronto Raptors. They have their yeah. first opportunity in the NBA Finals to get the yeah. NBA championship that they've been weird. waiting for since their birth. <laughs> it's and really amazing when you think about it, man. <laughs> And to to celebrate such a moment, a moment that's so momentous, we had to get the one <laughs> voice that is so important to Toronto as of right now. He's held his team down during the entire postseason through miraculous moments. A lot of people are counting on his voice, his performance in these next couple of games, <laughs> in these next couple of weeks yeah. to bring it's Toronto true. an NBA championship. Persy Purge, back with us, <laughs> the RSPN King, for another week, another year of RSPN. Persian, how are you? Yo, I got to do a standing ovation for myself. <laughs> that for I real. One hell of an intro, it's, a, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure <laughs> because as of right now, the entire Twitter timeline is counting on you. Oh, <clears throat> and, and Kawhi Leonard. A little bit, a little bit of Kawhi. Yeah. To bring the Raptors this NBA championship. How do you feel? How do you feel about this pressure? Uh you know what? I don't feel pressure, man. I really don't. I'm you so don't feel happy pressure at all? I'm so happy to be here, man. I don't give a fuck. Like this is like <laughs> this is just a once in a lifetime opportunity. I right. never expected this to happen. You know what I mean? Like as a fan of this team, my entire life. I could have never anticipated something like this. You know what I mean? Like it just, even when you say it, like you were saying it in the intro, I was like, it doesn't feel real yet. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm crazy. trying to pinch myself. I'm trying to say it like the Toronto Raptors are in the NBA finals. Mm -hmm. That's, that's fucking crazy. You know what I mean? So, but thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You know, the pleasure is all mine, but um, we have a lot to discuss, man. We got a lot to discuss. Yeah, there's a, since since the Eastern Conference Championship was ended in six games, you guys had a really good series against the Milwaukee Bucks. Down 0-2, came all the way back, Great series, cleaned, man. cleaned it up in six, and made it into the NBA Finals. It's almost like what they were showing on <laughs> TV. It's like you see a lot of Raptors fans that are insanely excited that they're seeing – this game six happened, you're actually going to be able to see the Raptors play in June. But it's almost like something is not 100% clicking as of yet. Almost, it's almost like it's a dream. That's what it feels like. I'll tell you that much. Like, I, like, the thing is, is like going into this entire season, right, I had this expectation of like, all right, we got to make the finals, right? Like, we were expecting probably the Boston Celtics. I think most of us were thinking that, okay, they, you know, they're getting Kyrie back, they're getting Gordon Hayward back. They should be, you know, 
I, I understood that all the preseason picks were about to be the Celtics, but I felt like we had the best player in the East. Mm. So I was thinking, people like, forgot yeah, who he people was. forgot. They definitely did. So, but um, you know, we went through the season, and like, obviously, we saw good things happening. You know, Kawhi was playing at an extremely high level, and you know, we were doing all that load management and whatnot, and it obviously paid off dividends now. But even still, like, as we were, as the season was going on, I kept saying, like all right, like we got to make the finals, right? Like I don't care how good Milwaukee is and, and, you know, Philly and even Boston to a certain extent. Hmm. Like it, this is, this is what we made that trade for, right. Is to like get us over that hump. We've been to the Eastern right, conference right. finals before and, you know, we lost in six to the Cavs, but now it's time to like really get there. And I knew it was going to be a hard road because we're playing all these fucking tough teams. Right. So, hmm. so as the playoffs wore on, I was like, I mean, I, I, I just kind of didn't think about it in, in like, a big picture frame i kind of just took it series by series so you know we lost game one against orlando and everybody was clowning us once again same old raptors we hear that every time right <laughs> yeah right but then we took care of business you know obviously we were a better team we knew that and we played like it and then the philly series came about and that was a hell of a battle you know what i mean and it and it took a miraculous shot for us to to go through mm. Uh, and, and so I was never thinking about like, oh shit, we might make the finals at that point. Like that was not even registering in my brain. Like I was so in tune with the series. Like I couldn't, I couldn't escape that. Even when we were up three, two against Milwaukee, I Mm -hmm. kept like, I saw some celebrations happening on the timeline. I was like, yo, not yet. Please God. You don't want to jinx it. You don't want to jinx it. Too much pain. I saw that Drake video. I'm like, yo, not right now. Right. Yeah, he was saying yeah because the Drake thing came out. Like, yes, not Drake not curse. Right the Drake video made you cringe, huh? Stake, bro. But yeah. it it still happened, man. We fought through it, and like those last two games of that series were really tough. It took like a fucking I don't even know I don't even know how to describe the Van Vliet performances because that shit was just unexpected. Man. He was so bad in the playoffs leading up to this series, and he just came out of nowhere and, and like saved us almost. Like obviously Kawhi, you know, led the team and everything, but like. We we don't win that series without Van Vliet, mm-hmm. which is wild. No, you feel definitely. me? So, and then so now that we're here, now that I'm in this position to to see my team in the finals, like it's just like I can't even describe it to you, man. It's it's like because it, it doesn't even feel real yet. Like I don't, I don't think it's gonna fully register with me until Game One comes around. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's a privilege to be here, man. Like I I feel like I feel like we haven't seen a new team enter the finals in so long that like you kind of take it for granted. You just ex- like all right warriors Cavs year after year right but <laughs> yeah, now you're seeing yeah. a team that's never been there reach you know reach the top like that must mean something I, I don't know if it does for like neutral fans but for me obviously it means the world um but i feel like that's i mean cool. that's a good question like looking it. at it yeah i mean i think from like everybody who is who aren't raptors fans yeah i mean i i welcome like the, the breath of fresh air in the finals i mean of course especially when like i said at the end of the day I keep when the conversations I have, I say, "Yeah, you you just beat the best defensive pe- best defensive team in the league four times in a row." That's special. That's, I mean, that's I, what that's what great teams do, right? And exactly, and like, we we've earned that distinction of being a great team, of being a championship contending team. Like we really earned this shit. So, it and and you can even look through, you know, just the tough road. We I don't think there was a team that had a tougher road ahead. Like I, I that might I don't know if that's biased, but like no, I mean when you I, look I, at it, you're like, damn man, they how the hell do they make it through this? You know what I mean? Like it, you start off with the Magic, who I thought were probably like the lowest, the or probably like the toughest, lowest 
seeded team in the back end of that conference because yeah. that you know the Pacers didn't have Oladipo, you kind of didn't really believe they would go through yeah, right. That's fair. And then you had what was it, uh, Detroit without Blake, and uh, you know the Brooklyn Nets, and and the Magic had been playing like the, the Magic aren't that special. Like, don't get me wrong, but like they were actually playing at a at a relatively high level. They can get you, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, at a relatively high level, that like all right, they might pose some sort of threat, and they did win Game One after all. I think they finished like with the fifth best record in the league after the the, the All Star break or some shit. I, I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure it was like they they were pretty good, right? After the All Star break, mm-hmm. uh, so we took care of that, and then we got Philly, which obviously was not going to be easy. Um, and the way that played out was really weird because you know we spoke on Van Vliet earlier, like he he did not show up in that series. He did not show up. Everybody basically thought that that, <laughs> no you know, that, like, that was, was it. like all we had was like a crazy Ibaka performance in, like, Game 7. And, like, he, he actually played pretty well in that series, too. But, mm-hmm. um, like, we needed <laughs> we needed someone. I did not expect the fucking 76ers bench to play better than ours with fucking James Ennis and Greg Monroe. Like, that, that was, like, out of... <laughs> that was just fucking random, right? But to give Philly credit, like, that's a really tough team. I actually really rate them as a, as a ball club moving forward. Like, I actually think if they keep these guys together, they can actually build something. They just kind of need to fill in the gaps a little bit. That that bench definitely requires a better backup center, um, so that they can you know survive when Embiid's not on the floor, right? Yeah. And then you go through Milwaukee down to like O two, and you win four straight. Like that is you know they were like a historic team, right? Like they were like one of the best offensive teams statistically in all of basketball. Uh, with they were like ranked number one in offensive efficiency, defensive efficiency. So like. It's like this is a tough road to make it here. Yeah, like, well, we, well coached, all that. It's this is, well this, deserved, no, definitely, yeah, and for definitely. sure. You, this you, was no cakewalk. You know, I don't think there's any asterisks anywhere. You exactly. Know? So I mean, it makes it it makes it feel even more like special, right? Like, and and you see all these special moments happen throughout the entire postseason, and it leads up to this. It's like you kind of mm-hmm. feel like, yo, it might be it might be destiny. Like I don't know. Like maybe maybe fate will have it that we win this the title this year, which that. Like again, I can't even register the fact that we're in the finals. To say that the Raptors are champions, if, if that ever happens, the, uh, hey like, man, somebody's uh, got to win, bro. And there's only two teams in the game. Somebody's got to win. If you made it this so far, you never know. Be the winners, right? Like you, you might as well know, go and get man. it. Exactly. I know. So. I know the feeling all too well. So, <laughs> yeah, man. I, I it's 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 I and thinking about it, you know, it's it's crazy because I wanted to just mention it to you. It's like, you know. Tottenham being in the final, the final on Saturday is like it's kind of a very like I understand what you're saying because it's, it throws me off that how are we even in this situation it was game by game you just watch game by game and all of a sudden you know you're in the situation to take it to the big one and for it to happen to the Raptors is pretty amazing especially the conversations that we've had these past few years for sure and like it's funny because I think a lot of Toronto fans would agree with me too like growing up watching this team you kind of felt like there was always this conspiracy. Like we had this like Napoleon complex a little bit where like we felt like we were like not ever going to be, you know, amongst the best in the league at any point. Like thinking about Mm -hmm. the finals back then was like, nah, the NBA is not going to allow that. The ratings would tank and all that. But like we came out with all these conspiracies (laughs) that like Toronto will never be good. And now that we're here, it's like it's like a dream come true, right? So it's really special for us. Well, now that you're here, people are uh, insisting. Oh well, you know, Kawhi will be gone next year anyway. So enjoy it now. Right? Have you yeah, gotten any of that? Any you oh, got yeah. any haters? 
Oh yeah, we got tons of them. We got tons of them, and we got them in our own city. So like, we hear that shit all the time. Like, um, and I'm not sure. Like, I don't know what you like. If you guys have a take on it, like, I don't think anybody really knows what Kawhi. Is <laughs> I think gonna people, do right. Like, I, I think people I think, would uh would like to assume they know what's up with him. Exactly. Uh, but I mean, it's like it's like we we cheer him for being this mysterious man, right? Or being this guy who's you know doesn't have a lot of things to say he just plays a sport and that's what it is but we also try to like act like we know his his business you know right. act like we know where he's headed or like he doesn't want to be there or not or like who says he doesn't want to be there yeah you know? i mean uh, and then you can't I, I don't think it's fair to to speak on the spurs that situation felt way deeper than hoops you know what i'm saying yeah, that so was, that was a weird one i don't that was know a weird one. I, don't, I don't know if i'd resign get a full i would resign if i was him especially after this because yeah, it's kind of like I when honestly, you say talk about stars aligning and things just working out and, and feeling right. Right, right. You know, right. I, I mean, to me, it, it feels right. Yeah, it might mean something to him. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people might feel like, oh, well, he hit that shot. Like, that's cool. Whatever. He's still going to leave. But like, I like to think that maybe that has some sentimental value. Right. Yeah. And I don't know how yeah. much of that know. impacts your decision. Right. But again, like it. I can't even speculate on it because I don't know what this guy wants. Like, all I know is he wants right. to hoop and he wants to win and he wants to be one of the greatest, but he could do that anywhere, right? So, right at the, at the house and mentally himself at the crib, he may, he may already know I'm staying. Who knows? And yeah, maybe may, win or lose, win or lose. You don't know. He may, his mind may be already made up, you know? I would, I would wager that he's already made a decision. I don't know what that decision is, but I feel like he already knows. Cause he seems like the type, right? <laughs> right. And, and if you're gonna leave it to this moment, like if you're, if you're in, if you're gonna make your decision based on whether you win the title or not, like mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't know if that's, that's a weird one for me. Like he, I, I don't he know doesn't, he doesn't seem like the type to that right. where that would be the all be all to his decision, especially. I mean, some people would say. Like you said, this this the you guys being there wasn't necessarily in the in the lights. It wasn't in the stars. You know what I'm saying? And you now now that the situation is much more special than anticipated, he may really be you know be like okay, well let's just do it. I just think I don't know I, people talking about you know millionaires not wanting to be in specific cities. It's like <laughs> like what are you talking about? Right. Like and the thing is, is that <laughs> I don't even know if money's a motivation either because he he essentially said the relationship with the Spurs is so fractured that I can't even stay here and collect 222 million or whatever with the Supermax. Mm-hmm. Like that's basically yeah. what he said. So again, there's so many different factors. Like, I don't know how he, he how knows he's going to get priority. bread. Yeah. yeah he's he going to get, get money, money regardless. Right. So, and at that point, like for these guys, like obviously 220 million is a lot of money, right? Like, but these of course, guys of course, make of course. a lot of banks. So like, I don't know if that makes that much of a factor. Like we saw with Anthony Davis, he said, Yo, I don't care about a Supermax. I want to go win. And he's like, what, like 25, 26 years old? So, like, yeah, yeah. It's because he, he you know, knows that if his, if his people can get him 50 million on the back end outside of hoops, then they ain't about to worry about that. It makes, it makes up for it, right? So, but yeah. I would say, like, I think whatever Kawhi does, the city is going to embrace his decision because he brought us to a territory we never thought we'd be. He's given us a season, like, just like, this has been the best season ever as a Raptors fan. I think a lot of people would agree with that too. Um, so greatest Raptors season ever, huh? Yeah, I mean, I would say so, regardless of what happens, right? So um, whether he stays or not, like for me, it's like I'm comfortable with whatever he decides to do. Obviously, I want him to stay. He's fucking yeah, one yeah, of the of course, best players 
in the world. Yeah, I, but, you know, I didn't say that. Yeah, you didn't say yeah exactly. So I think it's going to come down to like what he values most, right? Is it, is it the relationships he's made here? Is it, you know, playing for your hometown or, or just living in your hometown or near your yeah. hometown, I suppose. Um, and we'll find out, but I feel like the Raptors can, you know, feel like they've done everything in their power. There's no regrets. It couldn't have gone any better. And if you win the title, that's the icing on the cake. But like, even at that, like, even if we don't win, I mean, we've done more than, if you compare it to like, OKC, right? And what they did with Paul George and how they got a first round exit. And that was still enough for him to be like, well, I'll still live in Oklahoma City for five years and play with Russell. Mm-hmm. Right. So, no, and, and obviously, you, 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 can't, you can't extrapolate that, right? Like, Paul George is a different cat, right? Like, Kawhi's a different dude. But, definitely, you know, I, I just like, I, I feel like we presented the best case possible. I feel like we presented a better case than OKC yeah, did for Paul like, like, That's kind of where I'm going with it. Raptors fans should not be disappointed if he decides to pick up and go. His contract is over. He's not necessarily just dipping out. Like, awesome. he was traded for, you know, it, the situation is he's already done a lot. And he's already put history down. But, again, you guys have done everything that you probably could do to convince him this could be a place for him to stay. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, Exactly. You could you guys get it easy you guys get it easily lost two series ago and just we would be having a whole different conversation. A hundred percent. And and Mark, maybe you can touch on this because as a Heat fan, you kind of went through something like that with LeBron where he came for four years, you guys make the finals every year and then he leaves. Were you like sidetracked by that? And like how was the reception of LeBron right away? Because I feel like Miami always pretty much appreciated it, but and still do obviously. But like I feel like when it happens right away. Like, like, how did it go for you, for you guys? Like, how did you feel when LeBron left? Well, the thing, the thing, the thing with LeBron James and, and the Miami Heat is, I don't think there is a Heat fan uh, alive that would be willing to trade the four years of excitement that came with even, even, even despite the fact that it was a two-two finals that came in between that. Nobody would trade that four years of excitement that came with LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and. Um, uh, the cast that came with that. Now there were a lot of different um, factors that led to LeBron leaving, and that might have been uh, pretty difficult to think about during that summer of 2014. But when you start looking at the happiness that came with those last four years of literally being your team against the entire NBA and watching seasons upon seasons of 28, 29 other teams giving you their best effort for almost 82 games, and then you have to deal with the postseason. It's hard to say something. Huh? It's yeah, it's, it's like yeah, it's like it's like shit. how much how much can you really complain? I mean, I mean, obviously you're I'm not. Sure there's there guys who did right, but still. Oh yeah, you're, there, there there are people that are going to. There are fans that were very critical of it. Uh, very critical of also Dwayne Wade leaving and. Um, Hold those, hold those thoughts in theory when, when say LeBron James says something positive about Miami, uh, or Dwayne Wade um, eventually ends up coming back to the Miami Heat. You can hold on to those things, but I think a lot more fans would appreciate what you have provided to their franchise at the time, because at the time it's groundbreaking. And as of right now, now that we're what almost five, six years removed from that, now you can look at it. From a different perspective, from a different call, uh, from from a different type of lens, and look at it and say, "Damn, we didn't appreciate X, Y, and Z at right, the time." Right. right. Yeah, you kind well, of get it, lost into it. Yeah, and I think it, it's hard it, to compare it 
because I was going to say, like, in some respects, it is a little bit similar because, you know, LeBron was a free agent. He decided to leave and Kawhi could very well do the same. But you guys actually won titles out of that. Right. And this one, this is just like a one season go and you don't know what may happen at the end of it. And I feel like if he does leave, the general consensus is going to be that, like, he gave it his all and and this was the most special season we've ever had in franchise history and we finally made yeah. the finals and all that so it's going to be like a celebratory thank you for him right but I mean, he's he's not um, a, he's not a dick you know it's like no, it's kind of it's it's easy to kind of like if he was decide to walk away you know pat on the back thank you and and move forward right so i mean we again we don't know what his decision is going to be right now and i i don't even think the 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 topic is even that interesting at this point i feel like it's been beaten to death by espn like for the entire season that the expectation is now like all right well he's gonna go to la whatever but i you know i i feel like we got a chance man i feel like all of these moments that have happened over the course of the season and the playoffs like that's gotta mean something and if he wants to be here then we can make this thing go and, and i feel like Masai could could probably make a couple bigger gambles if he needed to he's gonna like, invest he's gonna invest if if, if Kawhi decides to stay I, your man's gonna invest for he made exactly. this move you know he made exactly this move. so if he made exactly. this one he's gonna make another one and Kawhi has to be cognizant of that he has to be like all right well if they're willing to do all this to just get me what could they do to bring me help you know what I mean and, yeah. and so that has to factor into to his decision but um I guess we'll see what happens. We still have a, fi- a whole final series to play. So mm-hmm. I want to see that before uh, before we talk about any of that shit. So. Yeah, there, yeah there, there, there's a much larger story for the Toronto Raptors that I have enjoyed throughout this past season. Because when I look at the episode that we had last year, um, and actually still I think is our highest rated, I think is our highest rated <laughs> yeah, RSVN episode yeah, of these past two seasons, yeah. uh, we, left, we left that episode assuming – that the head coach at the time, Dwayne Casey, despite the fact that he was eligible to be coach of the year and actually ended up getting coach of the year, there were ideas that he would not be here for the next season after how uh, the second round went for Toronto and, and, and getting embarrassed by Cleveland at that time. So as much as we had positive thoughts on the Toronto Raptors going forward and the continuation of the era of um, Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan, we were not 100% positive if Dwayne Casey was going to be in for the ride. Now, since then, he was released. Um, right. His assistant, Nick Nurse, ended up being the uh, head coach going forward. And the big trade throughout the summer ended up happening after that episode where um, uh, Masai takes the risk on – a Raptors, I'd say was a Raptors favorite in DeMar DeRozan and trades him out to the San Antonio Spurs and takes the big gamble on getting Kawhi Leonard. Now, those who were looking at that immediately started saying, okay, Toronto is going to excel (laughs) beyond all of this, despite the fact that Kyle Lowry is very upset right now and granted his his emotions were uh, warranted at that time. Now that they have Kawhi Leonard, you move him into the area that DeRozan was, you start seeing many positive things for Toronto, whereas um, DeMar's case in San Antonio, those were a little bit more uh, critiqued. So when that trade had happened, did you feel like the gamble was something that was going to be an immediate payoff? Or did you think that something could have been done some more with Lowry and DeRozan and just you know, move around some of the other pieces that were in Toronto to try and make things work with the continuation of that duo. Uh, 
Well, I, I want to say something about this because I actually think the trade is more. I think I thought it was a pretty low risk, high reward. Actually, um, I would agree. To with me, that actually, too. yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, it, it it was clear that Kawhi was healthy for a minute before that trade, uh, and getting DeRozan, I feel like the Raptors had kind of always. I think it was time to move on from it anyway. So you pull in a a superstar, top three player when he's healthy. You pull him in a trade, right? You bring him in. You know his contract's up. You have you. There's no real. It, it's just a, it's just a show it year for both the, the the team and the player. So things go great, cool. We'll work, we'll try to work something out in the summer. Maybe we can get to keep him. If not, you still got that money to spend. So mm-hmm. and, and DeRozan's not tied down the contract anymore. And hey, now the the trades worked out. Okay, you have opportunity to re-sign one of the best players in the league. You don't have DeRozan's contract on anymore, and you can just handle your business now. If he doesn't stay, you got a lot of money to play with still. And you also uh, have this new energy around the team that just made it to the finals, regardless of the outcome, of course. We don't know yet. But I, I don't really think the trade was that much of a of a risk. Um, the, pl- yeah. it, the, player, the player was obviously a uh, – I mean, they got a better player. Yeah, yeah I, I feel that way. They definitely got the better player, but they got a, a way better contract situation. They get to play their hand a little bit better. Um, and yeah, I mean, he, he made a, he made a bark and it worked. It worked. So I like DeRozan too. Like I, you know, I'm not, I don't, I try not to kill him. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, I, think I we love point the, out I, I like the shirt. I think we point out a lot of DeRozan's flaws too often. Like the guy is still an all-star player. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I, I, like I feel him. like what happened with the trade was obviously it was a really, like, it was just really emotional, right? Like you had this guy who actually genuinely wanted to be in Toronto and play for this franchise for the rest of his career. And a lot of fans were upset at first, which was kind of surprising for me because I kind of understood the big picture of the trade immediately. It was, it was like, all right, we're, we're going all in here. Like, this is a big move. Mm-hmm. And I, again, like Jeff said, like, I don't really, I didn't really feel like this was a, you know, uh, that much risk associated. I feel like the only risk associated with it was maybe the optics that didn't look good based on the fact that DeRozan felt like it wasn't really properly communicated to the, to him. Yeah. And so how was that going to look, you know, yeah, on a personal level other between players. him and the team. And then, yeah, and, and not only that, that but, but like in the future, like if this, if this doesn't pay off, then like maybe certain players will look at this franchise a little bit differently. And mm-hmm. you have to consider like a couple months ago, we fired the coach of the year, right? So like it was all accumulating, right? And obviously you had Lowry who was, you know, who didn't even speak to Masai for like quite a while yeah. into the season even, right? And then, right. you know, they kind of hashed things out or whatever. But yeah, like uh, for me, it was like, well, this is this is the best case scenario because even if it doesn't work out, even if something goes wrong, well, then it just accelerates our rebuild. And I would hate to be a team that's stuck in purgatory, kind of like the Miami Heat. My bad, but that's that's the truth. That's the truth. Ain't that's not that's, that's, that's he, he knows bitch. it. He knows Ain't it. He this knows a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mark, you got to eat this too. That's unfortunate. You got to eat this too. But exactly, like you don't want to, you don't want to end up in that situation where you're just kind of like in the middle of the pack. So this is this is the best of both worlds, right? You either go straight to the finals or like you you get very far, which mm. ended up happening, or you know you just accelerate your rebuild and you have Lowry and Ibaka who are expiring contracts, and you know you might could ship them to a different team or whatever. So I thought it was it was perfect, and we I think the best part about the trade 
Because I remember receiving the news. I remember waking up. It was like 6 a.m. I think the news that came out at like 4. And I woke up. And the way I understood the news was that DeRozan was fucking pissed off on his, on his Instagram story. And he said some shit about like loyalty or whatever. I can't remember exactly what he said. But I was like, oh shit, something's going down. And then I read the Woj report. I was like, holy fuck. All right, this, this is actually happening. <laughs> right, and right. Up because we didn't get the 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 full trade package up until like I think I want to say like eight thirty a.m. and mm. I remember this vividly. This is like at, like I know exactly where I was. I know what I ate that morning. Like you know what I mean. So um, I remember it fully. And all of a sudden, everybody for the for from like from like six a.m. to like eight thirty a.m. when that news drops, we're all just thinking like, all right, well, which piece do we have to get rid of, right? Because we knew we had to give up one of these young prospects in Siakam or OG, and you know they were kind of like the An biggest obvious. pieces we had right like right. The, those guys were like the biggest prospects we had so we just kind of knew like we had to get rid of one of them and we ended up getting rid of none and that was huge right we kind of gave up our third best prospect in in uh Jakob Pertl. we give we gave up a first round pick and then we got Danny Green which was even yeah. better yeah yeah that and was then, really and then they gave I us see. five million dollars for just like lunch money I guess I don't even know <laughs> but so it just worked out like you there was no further critique in terms of what you got back and what you gave up it was all just the emotions attached with you know giving up your your quote-unquote franchise player like I don't know if DeRozan is that level like all respect to him like he's a great player he's still an all-star but mm-hmm. he's not that franchise guy he's not going to elevate you to the he's same a piece. respect as he's Kawhi a piece. right he's a piece yeah, right like piece. I think you, you a I great know, piece like, a good piece you know, a very good piece like he's a good player and there's a reason why the Spurs wanted him right Instead of, you know, going out and getting, I don't know, Brandon Ingram or whatever, right? So yeah. he he obviously had to be good enough to be traded for Kawhi, right? Like there's a there's a uh there was value, right? So I, I don't I definitely don't want to shit on him because like he's still gonna get his his praise, you know, at the end of the day. He has his legacy as a Toronto Raptor cemented. You know, he wanted to be here. He was the first guy who wanted to be here, and that set the foundation for our franchise, like it really did. And so it's it's nothing but love for Demar for sure. Um, but Kawhi's a different beast, man. <laughs> I just like that's just yeah. He's a, he's definitely a different beast, hundred percent. And now okay. we're reaping the benefits, so it's 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 been great. Yeah, shout out to Rosen at the time, the longest uh, tenured player for the Toronto Raptors, um, next to Kyle Lowry. But that duo had to end for this run for Kawhi Leonard to happen for the uh, Toronto Raptors. It had to end. Had to end. You know, yeah, you know it, situations where like. Uh, it's kind of like we all have a player. It's like, oh my god, please get, please let's let's move on from Andrew Wiggins or or Mark is you know want to move on from fucking what's his face. That's on my side, you know what I'm saying? And then, and then like and then like and then like when you move on from that player, it's like you just wait for the magic to happen, right? Well, this time it's like I feel like the Raptors are like, okay, well we love Rosen, but it's time to move on. And it, and you guys actually moved on and it worked. It's like, man, what a feeling. And again, like even if Kawhi leaves, right? It just like it it, it is kind of weird because you're going from the top of the mountain right straight to the bottom. Mm-hmm. So it it does feel weird if he does leave because now you're just like, all right, well, we just had the greatest season ever, and now it's like back to square one, right? So right. it it will be weird if he does leave in that respect, but I mean, it's for the better, right? You don't want to end up like the Miami Heat. Sorry, man. <laughs> well, to at least to at least yes, yeah, like I said, it's a good situation. Right. I'm about to say, if you repeat that damn lie, Jeff, I swear. <laughs> uh, well, I wasn't going to do you like the good, that. 
the good thing with Toronto is at least at least you can flirt with the idea that it can be done. Under the era of Lowry and DeRozan, the furthest they got was at least two games away from the NBA Finals. And and when the Cleveland Cavaliers kind of shut that door and move forward and make the notion that nobody in the East is going to move forward with LeBron James sitting at that helm and pretty much the owner of that door, it gets difficult to look beyond that area and say, okay, how are we going to at least be able to at least flirt with the idea of being in the NBA Finals? So despite the fact that Kawhi Leonard, you take the risk of him of him leaving after one year. Once you have the vision and you see your Eastern Conference champion hat, you see the the fact that you were able to watch them in June and see cer- certain things about the Toronto Raptors. However, they play against the Warriors. At least you know something can be done. It can be plugged into this team to bring you into that area. Now, however you choose to do so, if it does not end up being Kawhi Leonard moving forward, you can you can choose who you'd like to from that, but. Having the notion of knowing that you can be in that area, I'd say is something that's going to help Toronto a lot moving forward. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And, like, it's already paid off from my perspective, right? Like, we've made the finals. That's exactly what we wanted out of this. So there is a little bit of a sense that, like, all right, we're playing with house money. I get that. Uh, But obviously the players aren't thinking that way, right? Like, they want to win just as badly. And I think with Kevin Durant out now, it makes it really interesting. Like, obviously we've seen how – the Warriors have played now without him, uh, and they're like what, thirty-two and one when Curry plays and Durant doesn't in their last thirty-three games, which is an insane stat. Yeah, but, very good. So they're going to be a tough test, regardless of whether Durant plays or not. And um, I, I guess like I don't really know how to, because I, I like I'm still in the honeymoon phase, man. Like I don't even want to just like, <laughs> I don't want to let go of this moment. Like I just want to you know soak in it uh, for as much as possible. But obviously the series is going to start soon and. We're going to have to get down to business, but, um, you know, I, I definitely expect a, a tough series. Like, uh, I think we've established the fact that, like, we've earned this spot. Like, we, we, we've beaten some really tough teams. And the Warriors are obviously a different beast, but with their lack of depth with Durant out of the lineup, it might make, make things a little bit more interesting. And, I mean, I don't know how you guys view it, but I keep hearing, like, oh, the Raptors are going to get swept, it's going to be easy breezy, whatever, but I just don't feel that way, right? Like, and I don't want to feel biased Man. that, so well, I'm interested to hear uh, I mean, what you guys have to say. I mean, you know, with the best two-way player in the game right now on the Raptors, uh, I mean, it, it's tough to say. Uh, Warriors tend to go on these outrageous crowd, like, hyped runs where it just, like, when it happens, you look at it and you're just like, all right, how are we going to stop this? You know, it's like man, they're flipping the ball out like a million ways. Curry gets a big shot. Curry! And then crowds yeah. going nuts. This happens. But I don't know because I, I, I kind of feel like it's there for those big defensive plays for the Raptors to make a play and, and, and get some games. But, I mean, this, this is going to be – it's going to be tough. And I don't, I don't know. I'm one of those people that think KD may not even come back. Yeah, I've heard that a lot too. You know, so I – I don't know how like I don't know how surreal that is, but it kind of it, it, no matter what I mean you're you're planning for a very very difficult trip. <laughs> I mean that's KD or no KD, right? A hundred percent. And I think um, I think if if the Raptors want to win this series, they just got to be physical. I think Houston kind of laid out a little bit of a blueprint of just like they really were into those guys' jerseys, right? Like they mm. they made you feel them, right? So um, 
I think if, if the Raptors play that kind of defense that they did, you know, with the Bucks, or sorry, rather against the Bucks, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not saying they could win, but I just feel like competitively, I think we can see a lot of close games. And if it ends in, in five or whatever, I don't think it's going to be these blowout games that you've come to expect from the Raptors, you know, yeah. in the fucking DeRozan-Lowry era. But um, I think it's going to be a tough battle. I, I really do. Yeah, I, f- I feel like the conversation that is being had online, and and just and just um, to use this term to um, to use this term not as a pun, but to sweep away the finals essentially and be like, ah, oh, Golden State is going to clean this up immediately. I'm not even going to be worried about this finals. It's almost like a disservice to everything that fans have been very vocal about when discussing other corporations and other leagues that have many surprises in their season and state that oh there is no four consecutive years of two different teams making the finals you wished for different teams and different opportunities to be in the nba finals going forward now that you have it despite the fact that it's not two brand new teams at least you have one creating a very good story out in the eastern conference now that lebron james is out for you to take a look at that and look at the golden state warriors which is a team that is still very, very good despite their injury, a team that is looking to three-peat and a team that is getting ready to get all of this done just in case anything happens in the summertime. For you to just knock it all out and be like, ah, sweep, ah, five games, I don't even really care. It's almost <laughs> like, then what, 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 the, what the hell are we wishing for? Right, did, right. did you want like Raptors, Nuggets, Finals, and whatever <laughs> whatever happens, happens? Yeah, and, and the thing I, I will say is that there's an element that, I think a lot of people are touching on too that like Kawhi, the last time he played against this dynasty, you saw what happened, right? Like before that ankle injury in that game, they were up 26. And I think a lot of people definitely overstate that. I'm not going to say like, all right, well, we definitely are going to win because, you know, Kawhi was up 26 on these guys. But <laughs> you de- like there's, there's, this, uh, there's this narrative sort of building now or that could build for Kawhi where, all right, he, he was a bit of a dynasty killer for the Miami Heat. And now he has this opportunity to do the same thing against the Warriors. And I find that really interesting. It's a good point, because, man. Because, listen, if he... Steph is smiling so hard right now. No, I'm just... <laughs> I'm, st- I'm, I'm, gla- I'm glaring a hole in Jeff's skull right now. Yo, just think about it this way. If Kawhi has that type of resume where he's won two titles and he broke two dynasties to get to those titles, it's a, it's a good and stat. It's a very good stat. It is, that's fucking yeah, that would be amazing. Right? Like, yeah, that's pretty, pretty I, I would th- nice. I would say, like, I don't know if that tops, you know, LeBron beating the 73-9, and nine, you know, Warriors or whatever, but that's special, right? Like, that's, I mean, and I think if he can continue to elevate his game, we're always going to be in this series. Like, if he's playing at the same level he's been playing this entire postseason, I really don't think this is going to be some sweep, but... I mean, the games have to be played, right? So who knows? And touching I mean, more, Pete, Pete Kawhi, man, Pete Kawhi, yeah, you're gonna have a, you're gonna have a chance every game. You're gonna have a chance every game. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna have something that provides. He's gonna have something that provides in insane amounts for the Toronto Raptors, and and, and even even specifically, um, per the Ringer, they were able to take a look at his postseason run for the Toronto Raptors and stated. He's averaged 31, almost nine rebounds, and almost four assists on a 62.3 true shooting percentage while playing lockdown defense against the opponent's best players. So you have Giannis in Milwaukee, what what he was able to affect in that series, Uh, what he was able to affect against Philadelphia, 
Only LeBron James and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar have ever finished with the finals run averaging more than 30 points with at least 60% true shooting. And only five others, Michael Jordan and Shaquille O'Neal among them, have done it in the playoffs without making the finals. So throughout the past two weeks, Jeff and I have discussed the importance of Kawhi Leonard as far as just being the most important Raptors player so far. And even after this Eastern Conference Finals cleanup and going on to the NBA Finals, the stats have been in Kawhi's favor. Right. And so I think, like, we're talking about elite company right now. And obviously, Kawhi is going to be mentioned with the greats. Just you can see it by the way he's playing. Like, you don't even have to look at the stats. Like, you get it it from the eye test, right? So I think think this is, like, a big legacy moment for him. And I don't want to view it too hard in that and you know through that lens because i think i think we overuse that legacy term just way too often anyway we have too much of these discussions but i i definitely think this one in particular is interesting just based off the fact that like i mentioned he already broke one dynasty you never know if it could happen for this one and if it does that that that's definitely special um but i am curious because you know i've been trying to i've been talking to a couple people and just trying to figure out what kind of like defensive matchups we're going to see in this series, especially with KD out. I, I feel like that because if KD's in, you would just naturally want to put Kawhi on him. You've seen what he did against yeah, Butler and fucking uh, Giannis, right? So now that he's kind of free for at least one game, perhaps two if KD doesn't show up and play, um, where do you see, like, w- what do you think is the best defensive situational matchup? Because I, I, I would anticipate like, Kawhi's going to guard everybody. Siakam's going to guard everybody. All these guys are going to have different moments because you can't against the Warriors. If you start defending one guy, uh, like at the start of a play, you're going to end up guarding someone else at the end. So, of yeah, That's just how they play. Right? Yeah, yeah, of course. But what? But I'm curious to see. Like, what do you guys think as neutral friends? Like, what would you want to see in terms of defensive positioning and whatnot? Uh, I mean, if there's no, if there's depending on the KD situation, of course. If KD's playing, I want, I do want Kawhi mainly on on KD. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, if, if that is the situation. Yeah. But if not, uh, I think, I think Clay's probably going to be somebody that's going to have to be situated. Okay. I think if he can manage Clay, because look, Curry's Curry is more than likely going to do what he's going to do. We've seen Clay has some. I mean, he's he's. I feel like he's back in form. I would say with this situation now changed with no KD, but you know. He he can have a struggle game, you know. He he can have it. I yeah, think Curry's struggle games too. are much more like venomous. <laughs> like even when he struggles, like you know, he he slowly kills you still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I don't think I would I would necessarily put Kawhi on Curry for too long, right? No, like you don't no, want him chasing. Not. You don't you don't yeah. want to get him, you know, gas. Just yeah, it's going to be situational if if it's Curry. That's what I'm thinking. And so, Mark, I don't know if you agree with me, but I would say. If you want to blow up that Steph and Dre pick and roll, I was thinking like you just put Kawhi on Dre and see what happens. And, and if you can, if you can, because to me, when KD's out, I know Curry's obviously the best player. <laughs> like that's that's a given. But if you're looking at Draymond, he's kind of like that that engine that runs the team a little bit. And if you can slow that down, I think you can really get into them. And and it's going to come down to whether they make shots or not. And obviously, that's not. You know, so that's not the type of game you want to play when you're talking about the best shooting backcourt of all time. But um, I think if Kawhi can literally just like 
because we, I mean, we've seen it time and time again. You put some, you put Kawhi on someone, that guy's just like a non-factor. Yeah, and definitely. and if he, he's, he's, if you, yeah. if you can turn Draymond Green into a non-factor, I really don't think the Warriors can 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 move the way win with can win without Durant. That's that's kind of the point I'm trying to make at that at the end of the day. Now, at some point, I do feel like Kevin Durant's going to come back, and that's going to change things. And again, I don't anticipate Kawhi guarding one player all game long. That's just not going to happen. Right. So. But I think in the key moments, if you have him on Draymond Green blowing up that pick and roll, that's probably, in my opinion, the best, the best kind of defensive situational matchup. And we and we've given Draymond many props in uh, stepping up his game this postseason and being a very Definitely. important part of trying to get this three P completed. Of course, he and Curry have um, their double triple double game uh, in the Portland series, but Draymond in general just seems completely locked in and focused to try and get into this area and complete the job uh, starting Thursday to try and get this three P done. Now, to your point, Persian, Kawhi on Draymond pretty much slows down the engine of a lot of movement that I feel like Draymond gives to the Warriors. Uh, whatever they try and set up on the perimeter, ball movement. Iguodala does a good job of, of of being that type of person from time to time as well. But Iguodala sometimes comes in uh, through late game situations, um, p- through other different periodic times. It's not as it's not as important as I feel like Draymond's. Um, performances and sure. the way that he's able to affect many different things to try and get Curry the opportunities that he has and give Clay the opportunities that he has. So putting Kawhi on there does interest me as far as slowing down the Warriors engine. But the one thing that I like about the Toronto Raptors and their matchup against the Golden State Warriors is it involves a lot of the names that I feel like the Los Angeles Clippers, the Houston Rockets, and uh, eventually the Portland Trailblazers did not have an opportunity to use and expose uh, during Golden State's track record. And one of the names is a uh, trade that happened a little bit later at the end of the season, already after the Raptors and the Warriors have had their regular season matchups. Now, you had referenced uh, briefly that uh, the two that they had already played, which I believe was in November and December, Curry and Draymond were out in the overtime win that the Raptors won. And then Kawhi was out in the December game where uh, the Raptors ended up winning by 20 points and blowing out Golden State. All those regular season stats are, are, are things to take with a little bit of a grain of salt. But now that those are over, you have different opportunities to throw different names at them that they might not have seen at that type of effort at the beginning of the season. One of which was another player that the Raptors had taken a chance on, and that is the Memphis Grizzlies' Mark Gasol. And they got that through the trade of getting uh, Valanciunas, another big Raptors name out, along with DeLon Wright. Um, what have you liked from Mark Gasol for these past couple of months as far as his um, uh, performances in Toronto? I think defensively, you've seen exactly what he's capable of, right? He's totally eliminated some of these guys that he's been guarding, like Vucevic in the first round. Like he, he kind of like rendered him completely useless, right? Like he, I think he was shooting like thirty six percent from the field or something like that. And then you saw the same thing with Embiid, and obviously em, Embiid has a different impact because of his defensive presence. So you you can't. There's only so much you can do, but I feel like. He forced him into a lot of turnovers. He forced him into shooting. I think it was under forty percent as well. 
you see the defensive value and the and the the IQ that Marcus All brings, along with obviously the passing, right? Like he's been, I think we finished the season uh, tops in the league in assists or, or sorry, in in three point percentage, and I think we were you know pretty high up in terms of assists ratio. Um, so you like you're bringing in a smart guy, and and I think that's something that Kyle Lowry actually referenced, like. This is a team full of smart individuals, like high IQ basketball players. And Marcus Soldier. High IQ basketball added, guys, yeah. Yeah, and 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 Marcus Soldier's added a different wrinkle to that. And I think he's been a little bit frustrating at times offensively. I feel like he's kind of just like not really confident in his shot. He kind of plays like how some people may perceive Lowry does, where he kind of shies away from from taking shots or whatever. Um, you kind of see that with Gasol from time to time. But when he's locked in, I mean, we like if you if you paid attention to the Bucks series in game three and four, like he was he was on it. Like he was ready to shoot on the catch. He was aggressive and that helped us, you know, the victory. So it's gonna be interesting to see how things play out because obviously on the other side with the Warriors, you have DeMarcus Cousins potentially coming back. And now I feel like that actually helps the Raptors a little bit. And and obviously that sounds a little bit ridiculous because we're talking about an added all-star for uh the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. But it gives Gasol a place on the floor, right? Because he's guarding a guy who is is notorious for being a post player, right? Like, and obviously there's there's different elements to his game. He's a good passing big, uh, and and Cousins can shoot, you know, inside, outside, whatever. But right. um, but I think I think that actually helps Gasol's place in the series because he has someone who's going to be, you know, near the dunker spot and he can guard him. Whereas if you're running, you know, a different type of center, it might be a little bit more difficult because. Although Golden State doesn't really have a stretch five necessarily, Kevon Looney, you know, he he's he's smart enough defensively where he can maybe irritate Gasol a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because, you know, we always see the Warriors trying to run these, you know, seven-foot guys off the floor. But I feel like even though Gasol is not as quick as he used to be, he still has the IQ, I think, to, to probably keep up and still play. So, I, I mean, I've been pretty pleased with him. You know, there's a lot of talk, especially amongst like Raptors fans, how like a lot of them wish that they still had Valanciunas, and we we always call it JV Hive. Like a, a ton of these people are just, <laughs> it's it seems like they they were bigger Valanciunas fans than fucking Raptors fans, which is yeah. crazy, right? But uh, <laughs> definitely. So it, it, that that part is pretty strange. But at the end of the day, I, I I mean, for me, I think it was a gamble worth taking. I feel like it's already paid off, and. If he can find a place in this series, it's going to obviously help out because just having that extra high IQ guy on the floor makes a huge difference. Um, and if it doesn't work out, I feel like Ibaka's right there to, to to pick up the pieces, right? And and he, you know, you, like you said, you can't really take away much from those regular season matchups, but Ibaka was actually pretty solid in those games. So if you can get him going, um, I think I think we have that, that's the beauty of this fucking Raptors team because like we just have multiple answers and we have guys who are plus defenders at every position. Exactly. And, and, that, and you didn't have that before, like in the DeRozan era, like DeRozan, for as good as he is offensively, defensively, he's lacking big time, right? Like he's not going to give you that effort. He's not really mm-hmm. quick with his feet as he should be. And he's not really smart defensively, makes bad gambles and whatnot. So you, you really don't have, even Van Bleed is sharp, right? Like he, for a 5'10 guy, like he was fucking stopping Giannis on some of these drives, which is like crazy. So, yeah, no, I think that's why the whole I sweep talk. I, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I honestly, let's just say uh, the Raptors, and we can see it visually. I still would feel like you know 
I don't really see a sweep. I think Kawhi and the gang can definitely pull a game two out. But, uh, yeah, no, I, it could definitely go any way because if you guys decide to lock in defensively and just turn it around, then anything could happen, truly. Yeah, these guys are too good defensively for me to believe that the Warriors are going to sweep or anything like that. Like, they proved it against Milwaukee. They turned one of the best offensive teams in the league into, like, a Knicks type of offense, like, in terms of just, like, their points per possession stats, like, game per game. Mm -hmm. It just got, you know, they were just handling them in the half court. And obviously the Warriors are going to be a threat in transition, especially when they go small. But if you can limit that the same way you kind of did with the Milwaukee Bucks and you get your set defense going, that gives you an opportunity, right? So um, it's going to be interesting, man. I, I'm starting to get excited just talking about the matchups and everything. Like, this is, this is going to be fun in my opinion. It's real, man. It's just fucking real. It's real, man. Like, we're, we made it. <laughs> it's really real, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And it, and, it, and and really, the biggest positive is just like how you had said, Persian, if Mark Gasol ends up not being that, you have Sergi Baco, who has postseason experience, has made the NBA Finals. You might not be able to get multiple game sevens from the Philly series out of Ibaka, but you have somebody who can stretch that floor in areas that um, Toronto can juggle many people. If it's not Gasol and if it's mm -hmm. not Ibaka, you have – literally a candidate for most improved play player in Pascal Siakam, who's averaging 19 points throughout this postseason. That is big. Yeah, we're, we're, we're talking about non-sexy uh, players making legit change in the situation. Yeah, oh, yeah. Houston, Houston couldn't do that. Granted, they had, they had Clint Capella, talented player, but they They ran had, him off the floor. Simple. Yeah, like, when 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 they, they when they ran Capella off, their other option as far as stretching the floor, you had PJ Tucker, and it get, and it got difficult for Houston. Portland, uh, unfortunately, had to deal with injuries, so you did not have Yusuf Nurkic, but they did not have three different people to try and alternate and try and uh, stretch out the floor in areas that uh, Toronto has the opportunity to do so. Granted, they did very well throughout those first three quarters. But when it comes to the fourth quarter and Golden State starts figuring out the trick that you're playing throughout those first three and end up closing out on that, it was it was lights out for Portland. Yeah, and that's the thing with the Warriors, right? Like, we, we kind of just take them for granted when we watch them. We just expect them to win or whatever, but we don't appreciate fully how they're able to figure out these defenses. I feel like that's why they're such a good comeback team, as you alluded to. Like, they, they kind of find ways to figure you out as the game goes on. And so your job is to give them like that's why I feel like if you if you come with the same defensive matchups from from the first quarter to the fourth quarter you're gonna lose they're gonna figure you out so you got to throw them different coverages different looks just mix it up because it's it's just gonna be a bloodbath they're just gonna make all these threes and you're just gonna be left wondering like what the fuck happened in, yep. in a flash so um, but I think I think Nick Nurse has done a really really good job in in these playoffs he's done all the sort of like in-series adjustments that he's had to. Um, I think he he stuck with the guys who, were, who weren't performing well and it paid off in the Milwaukee series. You know, Norm Powell was huge. Van Lee, obviously, as we mentioned, was crazy. Um, so we need those guys to step up too. Like if we can consistently get that production from our depth in terms of scoring and, you know, just bringing that defensive pressure that, you know, they had been bringing, uh, you know, throughout the postseason – that makes a world of difference. And I think, um, I think it's going to be a good series, man. I really do. And obviously I'm hoping that we, that we come out on, uh, uh, on top, but this is a, this is a tough task. And again, the wild card is KD. If this guy comes back and he's fully healthy and, and he looks like he hasn't missed a beat, 
that just makes things yeah it makes ten times ten times more difficult. No, nobody, nobody would judge you for getting slapped by KD if he came back early. That's how it goes, right? Fucking now, <laughs> one of the most underrated parts of the story of the path of the Toronto Raptors and getting to this NBA Finals, um, a point guard in Kyle Lowry who has had almost as much tenure for the Toronto Raptors and has seen as much pain as DeMar DeRozan has throughout that era of that duo. Even throughout this postseason, there are many different conversations on Lowry's performance, uh, Lowry's use to this team, and that ended up being conversation that had happened throughout last postseason, the postseason before that, and the postseason before that, when game six happened on Saturday night, to see the elation on Lowry's face as finally, holy shit, I am out of all of the terrible conversations that usually happen around this time with Toronto media and covering the Toronto Raptors. Now it is a conversation that can be put off. Even if they want to still have it, it's not going to happen now for the next couple of weeks because he can finally play in an NBA finals game for the team that he has stuck with since 2000 and when did he leave Houston 2011 2012 I think it was 2012 yeah 2012 around for a while yeah how how good how good did you feel for Kyle Lowry knowing that for seven years of struggling trying to give Toronto this one specific thing now this team has enough help to try and elevate them to the other side of the Eastern Conference. How good must have that have felt for Lowry? Listen, I mean, you saw it on his face, right? At the end of that game with three seconds left, oh, yeah. you saw yeah. that smile on Definitely. his face. That's the way this fan base felt. Like, we go as far as Lowry takes us in a certain way. Because, obviously, Kawhi's, you know, the best player on the team. But Lowry is the heart and soul, and he's been the heart and soul of this team throughout his entire tenure. So, just to see him on this stage, like it, it just made it so, so much more worth it in my opinion. Like if we didn't, it, you know, a lot of, there was a lot of talk about how, and I, I'm not sure if these rumors were true, but there was a lot of talk about, Oh, you guys should trade Lowry for Conley at the deadline, get him and Gasol, you can get that two man game, whatever. But I, you, I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. Honestly, I would not have enjoyed it as much if Lowry yeah. was gone, like just having that key figure. And really he's like the last piece of the puzzle, right? Like he's, he's been the guy who's been here, as you mentioned this entire time. So without him, it just would have felt a little bit more hollow. But to get to this point with him, it's just it's special. And like I said, you saw that smile on his face. That's exactly how I felt. Like I was, I was just so happy for him. And you know, I, there's been a lot of talk about you know playoff Lowry and how he struggles and whatnot. But I, I definitely think that's been overstated. And, and I think if you look at the numbers again, like there's been some good performances, especially last year. I felt like he got a lot of heat for not delivering. Uh, and, and so did DeMar, which I thought was was fair. But I didn't think it was fair for Lowry. He, like, he really fucking played well in both the Wizard series that we had won and then also, again, in the uh, in the Cavs series. Yeah, but and you know how it is, man. You, you yeah, play really but, bad once, and they're they they not going to forget. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's and the narrative. And you think you're not good in the playoffs. You don't show up in the playoffs. You know it it's is. funny you say that. It's funny you say that because the way I view it is a lot of the times where he struggles, it's actually at the beginning of the series. And I feel like for a lot of just like casual fans, if you're if you're starting to watch a, a playoff series, you, you know, obviously you start with game one, right? And I feel like your performance in that game kind of overtakes the narrative of how you kind of play throughout those playoffs. So 
It even happened this year. Like he had zero points. Once he had a zero, I was like, ah, this thing sucks. I don't hear about You already know. You couldn't you wait, right? Know. So like, but look, Mark, you know, you know, I mean, you should know better than anybody. You saw that 2016 series when we beat you guys in seven. Oh, for the love of God. Listen, put some respect on his name. Bro, this is, like, this is this is a fact. This is a fact. Yo, we don't we don't make it this far in any like even in that conference, like that that uh that postseason where we made the conference finals, like Lowry took us there. You know what I mean? Like as much as mm. Demar did as well, but Lowry he brings in everything in terms of like his offensive efficiency, his defense. And I think, I think what helped out is like having Kawhi next to him, he didn't have to take on the burden of being that second scorer. We obviously have, you know, other guys who can chip in, especially Siakam who's just been incredible this season. He's been a revelation. So Lowry has been asked to do a lot less, which means he can do, he can be better at all the other things he's good at. Cause the thing with Lowry is, and I think a lot of people give him shit for it is like, you don't look at him and feel like he has that one skill that is just like incredible. Like he doesn't have Steph's shooting necessarily. He's still a good shooter. He's still a really good shooter, but he's not Steph level or he doesn't have, you know, Kyrie's handles. But what he's really elite at is his effort level is it's like he brings that, you know, bulldog mentality and that kind of permeates through the rest of the team. They kind of go through him. He's got got that motor. He's got the motor. That's what I'm saying. And, and, And that's why I think he's, he's been the heart and soul is like, he's literally, put his body on the line. He, I think he has like, at some point in this postseason, I haven't checked on this recently, but at some point in this postseason, he had drawn more charges than any other team in the league. And he had like 10 after like, I don't know how many games. So like, that's that, that's the kind of player he is. And when you watch that for 82 games a season for seven years, there's no way you can't appreciate that. Like, and and again, just seeing him smile, man, That that's just like, it's the icing on the cake, man. It was great. I want to see if that's all going to culminate. Those last seven years of first-round exits, conference finals exits, is all of that is going to come up against literally Lowry's hardest task against them. It has – for me, if I just if I just know I got fucking eliminated by Paul Pierce on some bullshit, uh, <laughs> we're two games away from the NBA finals, and then mm. all that other shit happens – and oh, the last seven years of difficulty in the postseason for Toronto, and now my one opportunity to do so is guarding the best shooter probably of our generation. Yeah. To stop to <laughs> yeah. stop to, yeah. to stop yeah. to stop their three peat. What other what other what other determination, what other type of influence do you need to try and stop that? Look, there's no way you can stop him. Like Curry, like there, there's ways to really disrupt him. And you know, some I mean, we saw it in the Rocket series, I think, at the early stages where he you, you really saw him struggle to the point where, like, he, he probably didn't even feel like himself. But, um, you know, the thing with Lowry is, like, I'm not even sure if he's going to be guarding Curry for the entire game. You know, it, it kind of goes back to what I was saying. Like, all these guys are going to have different opportunities to, to guard different people. Like, you'll see moments where Lowry's probably guarding Iggy. Uh, you'll see Lowry defending someone in the post and – we won't even send a double because we trust Lowry to actually defend that. And he's been really good at, you know, defending post-ups from much larger players, right? Yeah, and you'll, so, you'll have Danny Green to try and alternate in between that area. Exactly. So that's the beauty of this team, right? Like, we have these different options to throw out Curry, and I think that's what you need to do. If you stick one, the same guy at some yeah, point, you definitely got to mix it up out. defensively. Definitely. And he can, he's, so, he's so shifty that he can just, like, you know, create separation in an instant. So you have to really bother him as much as possible. And I think Lowry is obviously a good candidate. Obviously he doesn't have the length that you would want on a guy like Curry, 
mm-hmm. but he gets into your chest, right? He's going to make you, you know, you'll feel him. You know what I mean? Like he's going to be physical right. with you. And that's kind of the way, if you want to beat these warriors, you got to play physical with them. So I trust Lowry to do that. I trust, you know, Danny Green. Um, and if you need to throw Kawhi or even Siakam with his length, like I feel like if, if these guys can't disrupt him, I don't think anyone else can, right? So, I, I, <laughs> Yeah, that's real, man. You, you feel what I'm saying? So like I don't really, I don't really see it as like, you know, this is like some big moment for Lowry in the sense that like he's got to show up and, and, and stop Curry and whatnot. Like it's not realistic. Right. But he can he's definitely capable of slowing him down. He might draw a couple charges. You know what I'm saying? On him uh, or on any other player, for that matter, who drives into the lane because he's always there at the right time. He's going to have to be um, annoying. He's going to have to be annoying. And, and he's really good at that. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's that's what he's elite at. That's his skill. And so, um you know, I, I fully trust Lowry, man. Like, I, there's there's nothing that I, I know a lot of neutral friends have these opinions about Lowry, but just seeing him up close for all this time, like, I know what he's going to bring to the table, and I fully trust him. And I mean, you know, you're, we'll here. You, you're here with him. <laughs> We're here with, here him, with and, him. And again, so. I really don't think we would be without him, right? So that's real. Uh, he's a, he's a key cause. Yeah, that's that's one that's one thing that I have appreciated from from a Raptors fans' perspective, despite that many different things have updated for Toronto to try and make it into this area to play in June, at least you have the one part that has been through a lot of the struggles of this era of the Toronto Raptors. So whether you whether you crash and burn or things excel for you, you have the one piece that has been with you throughout it all. And hopefully Kyle Lowry has the opportunity to be a good piece of that in the conversation if Toronto has the opportunity to, ma- to make it to make it that way uh, in these NBA finals. But we'll have to see that starting tomorrow in game one of the NBA finals. Congratulations again, man. Truly. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. I'll oh, and, uh, and uh, um, good luck in, uh, in um, Europa final as well. I don't yeah. really have like, I mean, I, you know, I fucking hate Arsenal and I hate Chelsea damn near just as much but well listen we're london rivals, you know. right like no yeah for sure us, right? arsenal so, arsenal's got a lot on the line uh yeah. you guys are at least are you know you guys are going to be in champions league next year just top four you know but arsenal doesn't win then you know they they it's it's not going to be nice for them so yeah I'm, I'm honestly not even optimistic you know i just feel like all the turmoil that's going on between whether our manager sorry is staying or not and yeah yeah you know, there's, like, there's, there's leaving, some, there's some, yeah there's his foot his foot is definitely what, out the man? door dude. like honestly and that's okay though you're gonna get your breath for him i mean it's not like i'm, I'm just gonna you just can't make you. no transfers raptors, for a while you can't make the no transfers been, for a while the raptors have been so good to me i can't even i can't even be bothered bro i just can't no you know, I, I, I get it I get i'm enjoying this you know what i mean like you got to you got to if we get this trophy it's cool whatever i'll be happy for sorry for sure but if we don't get it Look, man, Raptors, game one, Thursday, 9 p.m. Be there, <laughs> yeah, the, the game. The, the season. Yes, the please. Game. That's the game. Yes, nobody make any weird type of plans. 9 o'clock, game one, ABC, whether you have to go out, have to be at the house, get ready for a good series. Don't try and poo-poo it and try and make it, oh, they're going to sweep out five games. Enjoy this. Enjoy this series for what, for what it is because it's different. It's different. I don't want to hear it next season if we get, you know, LeBron back in the finals with the Warriors. I don't want to hear it. Oh, and they're going to start it all over again. We got something different. Let's enjoy it. Uh, And, I mean, I'm not going to front. I mean, 
I'd love to see the Raptors get this shit done. So that's what I'm talking about. That's <laughs> I can't even. About. I can't even front. Let's, I can't even front. Mark, into existence, Mark, I'm let's sure. I'm it. sure you wouldn't mind either. You know what I mean? It is what it is. It's one of those things. It's like, hey, I'm down. Know. I'm down for it. Every, every, everybody underneath the Big by Brick Coalition is down for the Raptors winning this NBA. Yeah, I'm okay with this. I'm okay. Well, now they can make it happen, man. Now, 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 real brief. I, I did not get an opportunity to do this um, earlier in the episode. Going out on Saturday night after Game Six, what were some of your most favorite moments? Just being out in Toronto and just exhaling literal Raptor fan excitement. It was it was unbelievable, man. Like it's funny. I had experienced something similar before um, with uh, back when the Blue Jays were playing the Rangers. This was a couple years ago when obviously Jose Bautista had that bat flip. That game was crazy. We had come back to win that game. That was a game five, and we moved on. And even though that was just like a first-round series, the fucking city was was going crazy. People were already fucking hopping on light posts and shit. Like, and we're talking about a first-round series, right? And I think a lot of people probably seen the videos of the city celebrating. Like, all right, well, you didn't win the title, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, you didn't win the finals, not that big of a deal. Right. But, like, to not be in this position ever before, like, it just required that celebration. And, like, just, like, the 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 feeling of elation when I was at the bar watching the game, walking out on the street, just fucking high fiving strangers left and right, screaming, you know what I mean, chanting and all that stuff. It was it was a beautiful scene, man. And you guys know how passionate I am about my city. Like I, I love I love our city, and just seeing us celebrate like that just it just puts a smile on your face, man. And, and I just had to bask in it, and uh, it was it was a special moment. And I just want to experience that one more time. We're so close. We're four wins away. From a championship parade, and that's crazy, because you you would have never thought like this would ever happen, uh, but it's becoming a reality the more I talk about it. So it's 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 pretty crazy. Hopefully, uh, hopefully good things continue to roll. There have been some rumblings online as well as within media of this 2019 Toronto Raptors team almost feeling reminiscent of the 2004 Detroit Pistons and their job in knocking off. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers attempt of three-peating. Um, how have you felt as far as that comparison? Um, I don't think that's really accurate, to be honest with you. Like, I feel like that Pistons team, I can see it from a defensive standpoint, like how sharp they were. And we obviously present uh, a lot of challenges with our defense. So I can see it in that regard. But we actually have, a, a, a you know, an all-time player on our team in Kawhi Leonard. And I don't think you really had that with the Pistons in 2004 – it was more so a collection of guys coming together and, and you know, it, it, it was a pure chemistry thing. Whereas like, this is literally like Kawhi is one of the best fucking players I've ever seen, you know, and, yeah. and what, he's going to go down as one of the greats. So I, I, I don't think, I don't think it's really comparable, but um, Hey, if, if you're talking about from the standpoint of, you know, Detroit kind of shocking the Lakers, then listen, I'll be happy with any comparison if we win the fucking title. That that's um, <laughs> right. put it that way. You feel me? So, but uh, I wouldn't say it's it, it's totally accurate in my opinion. And lastly, I need this confirmation specifically from a Raptors fan, and this is the best fan to ask <laughs> because, from my opinion, Jeff's opinion, I have heard many different conflicting areas in group chats, Twitter, <laughs> so on and so forth. The many different eras of the Toronto Raptors that you have dealt with in your lifetime. You have, so many. You have a Vince Carter era, a Chris Bosh era. We've just went long form on the era of Lowry and DeRozan. 
all the many different players that you've seen in Raptors uniforms year in and year out, where does Kawhi rank? Number one. Thank Number you. One. Thank Number you. one. And, I, and anybody who tells you differently is lying or is in denial. Because this is gotta be we've never one. gone this far, and this season has just been a fucking. It's been magical. Like it, it really. I, I know people love Vince Carter, but god damn, you can't you can't see this. Yo, let me tell you something, Vince. Carter you gotta played, see like, what's happening right now. Vince Carter didn't even play twenty playoff games for this team. Like, I, and again, the, the thing the thing with Vince Carter is he's obviously one of the all time greats, and I'm down to to retire his jersey and commemorate him in any form he's mm-hmm. he was my he, he was my childhood hero like i i'm not gonna talk bad on absolutely him, you gotta put it in perspective right like he never took us that far and it kind of you know the way the whole situation with vince carter ended was kind of sour and as raptors fans we've kind of gotten over that now and and you know we gave him a nice little uh you know when he came ovation. back with the grizzlies yeah we yeah. gave him a nice ovation right so we we've kind of accepted that era and we're good with that but listen man that Kawhi shot, if you if you take, like, the historical baggage that sort of came with that moment, when you consider that 18 years ago, Toronto-Philly, 2001, conference semifinals, Vince Carter in the corner, potential game winner, he misses it, Kawhi exercised that demon. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that, that moment felt like probably what I, like, what I would have assumed a championship felt like when he hit that shot. <laughs> that time. You, you feel me? Like, that was a moment of, like, the closest. Just, like, Oh man, like I, I couldn't even believe it. I didn't even know how to react. You feel me? Like it was, it was. I, I still can't believe it. I've, I've watched the clip like three hundred times at this point. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's surreal. Like that moment alone is just like enough to put Kawhi at the top of the list for me. Well, hopefully Kawhi is able to add some more very memorable Raptor moments throughout this NBA Finals. And we are very happy that we were able to discuss this with you, Persian. We appreciate you coming on this week, of course, to discuss the opportunity the Raptors have to face Golden State tomorrow, 9 o'clock. If we have to remind you again on ABC, do not miss it because it's going to be a finals that you're going to want to watch for either side of history. Whether you're on Golden State or Toronto, it's going to be a very good finals. At that Persian guy on Twitter, make sure that you follow him to be very in-depth and in-tune to everything that is going on uh, with this NBA Finals and, of course, anything that you want to follow with the Raptors going forward. Persian is definitely the guy to do so. How did the how did the tickets go? I finally got my pair, so we're good. I'm You're in the game? Hit the horns! Hit the horns, we're in the game! Cut the check. Oh, yeah, I cut the check, man. That's going to run me run me a lot, so... Um, but no, no, it is what it is, man. It's worth it. It's worth it for me. Like this Absolutely. is a, a lifetime opportunity. Like I said, like we don't even know what's gonna happen after this season. So you gotta, you gotta really embrace these moments when they come, right? So, um, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens, man. Let's go Raptors. All right, perfect. Um, shout outs very brief. We only have one shout out this week. <laughs> uh, it is a story that I refuse to read because I, I am just so tired of the Lakers. You got just just read it. We'll just read it tomorrow or something. Oh, Magic, Palinka, LeBron. We spent the whole – it's mm. all been 40 weeks discussing the Lakers. <laughs> and now the, the, the juiciest part of all of it comes at week four, uh, week 36. I'm tired. Yeah, it's uh, there's a whole lot of dysfunction in that franchise, man. I can tell you one thing. I'm, I'm going to guarantee this. Kawhi's not going to be a Laker. Mark that down. Uh, I, for, for his Mark sake – for his sake, I, 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 I really hope not. Do not jump into yeah, this hellhole. Don't, don't ruin Kawhi for me, man. <laughs> no he's going. 
that's you real. That's real. That's real. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what's gonna happen. Um, I feel like. Uh, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like the Lakers. Y'all see that that Bronny that Bronny video? Oh, <laughs> yeah, the video. I, Yo, I feel like the. Can you explain that to me? I feel like the Lakers. Yo, I feel like the Lakers uh, leaked, leaked the video. Did he, man. he was. I it, I don't know. It sounded like some kid shit. Like I'm not. I'm not sure what the reference was. I don't know if he was just like acting out something that he heard, or like it was just some funny joke, joke. But like that shit had to be a distraction, man. Lakers, Lakers, uh, hit the hit the button, man. <laughs> For his sake, I really hope it is, cause I know as soon as he gets home, LeBron James is taking away that uh, PS4. And then got the, <laughs> that PS4. Nigga, is gone. PS4. I'm taking the I'm taking the Louis V belt off. <laughs> you get an old lady belt. We taking it back to the '90s, boy. He about to get his ass whooped, boy. He he got he got he got to understand what's at stake, man. He can't be he can't be out here talking like that, man. Once I heard once I heard all these bitches want to do is smoke all the weed. <laughs> I'm like, hold on, how old is Bronny James? I know. I had to look I it know. up. That's I, I had to like, look it up, man. I was like, I can't believe this guy. I was like, bro, come on, man. You gotta understand what's at stake, man. You can't be talking like this. I, like, I told you keep the pack under your bed, son. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm saying, bro, you can. Bro, only fourteen. Nah, hey, nah. LeBron gotta take that PS4 away. <laughs> Don't take it so well, my nigga. Nah, nah. You gotta pass him a Wii U or something. Be like, nah. This, <laughs> this, this, this is your shit going forward. Damn, man. It is. It is. Bronny, chill out, man. And this, and this is, and this is day one. He's like, all right, son. I finally let you get social media. Just don't do anything crazy. These bitches ain't shit. They just want to smoke all the weed. And then it's like, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, I feel like he was copying something else, but I don't, I don't know. I don't. That's know what I felt like. Too, right? Oh, just, 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 yeah. just referencing a video. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think he was, I think he was, but th- if you look at the story, I mean, I feel like it's not as big as like you would think. So no, it may just no. be something that just blows over. He's only 14, whatever. Maybe that's it was it. his uh, Space Jam. It's funny though. Audition. You don't know. That was a Space Jam audition. <laughs> <laughs> that shit just made me not ready to be a parent. I was like, no, nah, I can't. I'm saying, imagine right. to be like, all right, nah, first day of social media. Nah, I would have put up my in my kid room, like, okay, nigga, where do we at? You'd have been like, Daddy, what are you talking about? It's just a video. <laughs> nah, nah, you was talking about you talking about that gas. Where it at? <laughs> where that oh, gas at? <laughs> I'm so done. All right, first, 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 anything you want to plug before we get up out of here? No, we good, man. Go Raptors. That's all I'm saying. All right, we're giving all of our energy. We're giving all of our energy into Toronto. We've got our Kawhi confirmation. Lowry, I want to see you lock up Curry. Let's do it. Toronto's going to get this done. Let's hey, do man. it. <laughs> this shit would be crazy. Hey, man, look, Persian, look. If the next time we speak, the Raptors beat the Warriors in the NBA finals, have the NBA, I, the I, NBA I championship. Know, I don't know, man. Like, listen. <laughs> There will be no slander ever on the Toronto yeah, yeah, Raptors' you, name. You'd have to ever. stop. It'd have to stop. It'd ever. have to stop. Definitely. That's uh, that's lifetime. That that that's fucking legendary if it happens. But listen, I'm gonna keep it humble. I just want to win. I just want to. I just want to. You know, see what we can do out there and hope for the best. Well, ho- well, ho- hopefully y'all get this because LA is about to trade LeBron to the, back to the Heat. So we'll see. <laughs> We'll see what happens with that. What's so funny? Josh Richardson, come on. That's uh, on white side and um, uh, yeah, right. some trade daddy tickets and some more uh, more bad contracts. Yeah. Shout out to Bradley. But- don't remind me of the fucking bad. Co- Did you just? You know what? On that note, and and the 